for anyone that's watching this that has no idea who you are, tell us who you are, James, and what you're doing right now. So I am James Vogel. I am a entrepreneur, online business mentor. Um, I have been mentoring for Limitless for two and a half, three years now. Um, I have got multiple uh, property rentals as well. And I've also just acquired 1% equity in FitFCK, which is yeah, pretty cool. That. That so, amazing. Yeah, mate, really, really good move. Super excited. That's so cool. You're getting into the tech space. Indeed. Um, so we're looking to really push that into like multi-level consumer, which is like the the principles that he's got down. Um, obviously, mm -hmm. with the backing of Tim Stokely as well, um, it's going to get very, very exciting. Yeah, that's huge that he's on board. Massive. Uh, I'm actually going out for dinner with him in, well, the first week of Feb. Oh, wicked. That would be, be awesome. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, very <laughs> Pretty cool. cool. <laughs> it would be good to talk. Have you talked to him before or no? Uh, on Instagram, uh, but not in person yet. So I'm, apparently he is like the nicest guy you will ever meet. Like the like, I think lots of people will look at the industry that obviously he's in and they'll go expect him to be a certain type. He is apparently yeah. the opposite. Is it like to the point where you'd think, are you really the director and like the founder of that? Because you yeah. don't see that. But he just found a, a little spot that no one would use in and just Literally. made his own market. Literally, and now yeah. it's changed yeah. changed the world really. Yeah, incredible. Like that'd be so cool to sit down to dinner with him and just just hear about like how he did what he did. Like if he's gonna talk about that or just to hear him talk about anything would be good. He started it in his kitchen. Oh, did he? <laughs> Literally a laptop in his kitchen. <laughs> and like two three years later it was six billion valuation. Yeah, that's incredible. It's, it's crazy. It's I think that's the difference between copying what other people have done and then building like your own space to just do something that that's what I, I say to coaches all the time like end of the day it's like with you for example like you know kahunas people would say it went into a really you know busy space there's lots of different softwares out there yes yeah. there might be other things out there but ultimately you just do things differently same with coaching yeah. so how many coaches are there that have you know online physique coach in their bio but every single person all you've got to do is just add something different do yeah. different marketing and you'll stand out. Yeah, for sure. It's, I think, more so in this day and age as well. But we'll come on to that in a sec. Like, first of all, I want to find out, because you asked me last time that we spoke, like, how yeah. did I get into doing what I'm doing? How did you get into, like, let's go way back, kind of starting out in fitness, like, and then how yeah. everything gets involved? Yeah, so starting out in fitness, obviously I had a couple of kind of business experiences before that. But fitness-wise, I literally started a um, fitness kind of, profile as you do you know when you upload your first ever 50 kilo bench press or whatever when you're 14 <laughs> yeah. I did that um started to get some traction um got sponsored by a company in Essex called the muscle movement um clothing wise so became kind of a sponsored ambassador really liked it um then I essentially was in school um and guys were like oh you are growing quite quick and you know I want to get into the gym yeah you've got big arms I want big arms can yeah. you help me started to do that um loved it um i then got a job in the local leisure center um kind of begged begged my way in and you know what actually i had to start off as a flume attendant to get in right <laughs> so i literally sacrificed like four days a week to stand at, a, at the bottom of a water slide saying yeah. you can go now but the way in was i built my trust with my duty manager and general manager and I actually 
got enrolled for free into a level two and level three, which back oh, no. then was about six thousand pounds. Oh wow, okay. I got enrolled straight away. And within eight weeks, I was qualified. And actually, within six weeks, they needed me in the gym. So within six weeks, I was actually already working in the gym. That worked out then, Yeah, from that, worked with multiple different kind of people, especially being in a, in a leisure center. Um, then I kind of got into bodybuilding. Um, then I competed, um, moved into a more of a, a, a bodybuilding style gym, did uni at the same time, crazy busy, launched online coaching. And uh, the rest is history, really. How did you have the time to do uni and online coaching at the same time? My lecturers hate me for this, but I, <laughs> I, I was always that person. It's like, for example, I was uh, speaking to someone the other day at six four, and they mm. said, you used to always turn up, just focus, get your work done, and then, like leave like two hours early from, from six yeah. four. Because I'd just literally, I'd go into uni, I would, for example, just absorb everything go away action it done yeah and then i'm um, you know whereas people would go out do xyz bum on the sofa watch tv i was just like i've always seen education as like i'm getting in i'm getting out sure. yes i potentially you know people say would you have gone to uni now i still would have because not because of the education element because i believe that there's actually better education out there but from an experience perspective and also that like three-year period in my life i think it just allowed me to, to test the water with different things because it yeah. was when my online coaching went massive. But okay. if I would have gone straight into a job or, or whatever, it wouldn't have done that. But ultimately as well, like I did just have to, you know, I wasn't a social person. I just had to go. I was very, I was always like at lectures, do you want to come to here? No, I'm going to the gym. Oh, do you want to come after that? No, I'm going to do my you know, essay in the library yeah. and repeat. Do you think if you didn't go to uni, and you spent all of your time just doing online coaching, that things would have been different? No, because I think everything that I've actually experienced, well, everything I experienced over like three years has taught me invaluable things that like you couldn't buy or learn from anyone. You have to experience it yourself. Sure. And so you built up your online coaching to a yeah. point where, like what happened? Did you just get to, you just got really busy with it or brought people on or what stage did you get to with your online coaching? Yeah, so I, I was actually doing a bit of a hybrid to start because in my area, I was relatively well known. Like everyone was like, if you want to get in shape, you have to go to James. Right. Um, now that I spread quite thin. So uh, first of all, I employed um, one of my best friends to do all the check-ins and basically take my lower tier clients on. Um, a, lot of people, a lot of people employ their friends. Like, yeah. How how did that work? Was it a good relationship? Did it work well? Mate, he's worked for me for the last four and a half years now. Has he? Just have to set boundaries. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've had numerous times where it has not worked out with friends. Like, yeah. I have been stung hard. Okay. But, yeah, I think, again, if I wouldn't have had that experience, I wouldn't have been able to have worked with my friend right now for four and a half years. Because sure. I, I, I knew what to do. I knew how to set the boundaries. He, he knows, like, when he's, like, for example, I, I don't muck around when it comes to business. Yeah. It's like, it's like we almost have two relationships. We have, like, a friend relationship. We have, we have a work relationship. And we can really quickly switch between the two. For That's example, awesome. we will, like, get everything done in the day and we'll train at night as friends. Nice. That's it's a cool. really good relationship. That's really cool. 
And so with him coming on board, was there anything as you were growing your business that you just had no idea on or were you learning as you go or things that you found difficult? My my biggest thing, and I think it's what a lot of coaches run into now, is everything I was doing was working very well. And I wow. knew that if I basically could double me, I would like probably double my business. Yeah. And then that was when I was like, actually, I need to be focusing on certain things. And then I need to get someone else who I could probably replicate to be me in yeah. a certain way. And I've actually got a funny analogy that I'm going to talk about after this about this. And yeah. And he can then basically pick up on what I know I need to do, but ultimately I probably don't need to do. Sure. If that makes sense. Yeah, and then I, I pulled myself out, focused on the good stuff. He then did the stuff that again, still is important, but you, like you can delegate out. And then that's yeah. when it went whew, bang. Amazing. What things did you find worked really well? So to me, it is leveling up everything so most coaches are kind of like you know right you get a check-in you get a diet plan you get a training plan i was like you know bearing in mind this was like three and a half four years ago as well so it's kind of like back in the day no one was doing group community calls no one was doing like weekly webinars for their clients no you know i was trying to think how can i just constantly deliver i was trying to think right you know like when you sign sign up to a gym sometimes and you pay a membership and you get a load of benefits yeah that's what I was trying to do. It's interesting that, like, from a lot of people I've spoken to, and this is something I didn't realize everyone consistently is doing that's been successful, is that they want to over-deliver on their promise. Yeah. And that because, then... Yeah. I, I kind of knew that if I deliver a lot of different things so for example mm. i had mental health specialists i had this i had this come on i you know when i was um i remember in lockdown we actually brought on like a yoga specialist like we did everything and then because all of a sudden like when someone potentially doesn't or if finances get tough and they go like you know i need to cut costs and like wow actually i don't need to because i get everything included for example yeah. if if a, a a a lady's part of the coaching program and she's like actually, you know what? I want to do yoga now. I can't afford both. Oh, I'm going to try yoga and cut off James. Doesn't happen because like, oh, wow, I get everything with James. Now I'm not just talking. Don't just like literally go, yeah, brilliant. I'm just going to hire loads of different people. You've got to make sure it's going to be beneficial for your clients. Sure. But if you do it, you then become invaluable. And it's like, why would I go to anyone else when I get everything covered in that? And presumably that then increased your retention as well with people. Retention, client results, yeah. referral. Because again, if someone goes out with their friends and they go, oh, I just signed up for an online coach. Oh, how's it work? Oh, I'll get a diet plan, a training plan, and he yeah. checks me a WhatsApp once a week. Oh, I get like weekly yoga. Yeah. I get a week, you know, it's like, I need to go to your coach. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And so at what point in your business did you get to where you, you thought, did you then meet Elliot or did you get a mentor yourself or how did that transition take place for you? Yeah, so I, I met Elliot and okay. Elliot kind of, I was still doing some some hybrid PT because ultimately like people just wanted, you know what it's like when people want you, they will yeah. do anything to, to keep you and see you on a weekly basis. So I kind yeah. of like pivoted my pricing, um, moved around a few things. Um, but then I always followed Elliot for like years um we always used to have chats um e-commerce things like that 
and then I was actually like the first person that he actually ever mentored. Like he literally oh, wow. came on, um, and then obviously after a few weeks, he kind of realised like you're also teaching me a few things, sort of thing. Like because the thing yeah. is, I'd done like a good two. I'd got my business to a really good place, like sure. system wise, delivery wise, and then I just needed that extra. I think I needed the the second opinion. It's like yeah. the other day. Um, well, the other week, I was having this like we're really pushing in our agency, and I just I knew we needed to do something, but I just needed someone to confirm it. And sure. there's a guy that um, I'm again I'm really grateful for this, but a guy called Paul Paul Markland, um, sold his printing company for like 450 million about three years ago. Literally, I WhatsApped him. I was like having a bit of a like a, a wobble, like need your opinion. He rung me there and then from Marbella on his balcony. I said to him, he's like, what are you doing? You need to do that. Stop writing about that. Just do that. And I was just like, ah, that's what I needed. Like, just to know that I was on the right lines. You know, when you just need that little bit of like reassurance. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's the same with him. You know, I had a rough idea. I had things that I needed to change. I was spending too much on time on things that actually maybe weren't really pushing me as forward as I could have done something else. Sure. And it just, it blew again from there. And then ultimately I was just like, what do I really want? And I'd always love business. And that's when we just combined our, our minds because ultimately I'd got to a good stage as well. Um, and it, it, it kind of fit nicely. Yeah, that's incredible. And it's interesting that you, it's, it's not like seeking validation or I don't even think it's seeking an opinion. I think what happens is you, because whatever you're doing, you're so close to it. So you can quite easily talk yourself into a rabbit hole. And sometimes yeah. you just need someone to give you that other perspective and say, like, yeah, that makes sense. Just do it. And then often if you get advice, it's stuff you know anyway. And you're just like, like, yeah, I should have just done it anyway. That is literally it. But it's I just like that, you know, end of the day, like me and Elliot always say this as well, like, you know, where we're looking to take, you know, a company from, for example, seven to eight figures. Like yeah. you need people that have done eight figures to keep yeah. this in check because ultimately you are going to run into problems and obstacles and things that you, you for example, I've actually found that so a lot of people think that actually seven figures sounds like crazy complex, but actually sometimes when you speak to like people that are doing eight, nine figures, they're like, you literally yeah. just do these three things at a big scale, like times 10 and you, <laughs> you yeah. do it. And I'm like, wow, there's people at 2k a month online coaching and they're trying to overcomplicate everything. Yeah, yeah, and actually, if you just like get really good at three or four things, and you just keep hiring in them roles, you just grow. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, do you think now though, because you've done that, that you think it's easy? Because I, like I, when I was starting out, the idea of the idea of a hundred grand when I was starting out seemed like like wow, you how do I get hundred? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, wow. But then getting there. It's the same thing. Then I'm like, well, getting a million is going to be difficult. Then you get there and you're like, oh, no, actually, like, that wasn't too bad. <laughs> literally. That is <laughs> like, can. that's literally how I feel. It's like, oh. <laughs> I can see that going from, like, a million to 10 million or 20 million or 50 million is a whole different, like, process. And you know what? It's, it's because you do different things. Like, it, it's not yeah. – I'll tell you what it is. It's not really the the – day-to-day and like task it's more of like the roles you know like mm. for example like obviously where you're hiring staff like the key to growth is literally hiring people to do xyz for example if you're yeah. a coach you're around like the 8 to 10k mark and you're flat out okay loads of coaches think 
oh, let me put 2K into S&P 5 or, you know, S&P 500 or, you know, an investment property company or whatever. It's like, no, put that 2K into hiring someone to do X amount of tasks for you. Yeah. And you'll probably earn 15, 20K. Yeah. And then when you get to that point, you then replicate as well. Yeah. And I couldn't agree more. Like the team is so important to help you scale. And I always look for people that can do things that I either don't want to do or or my time isn't worth, not my time isn't worth spending those things, but my time is more valuable in other areas of the business. business. So either to fill those gaps or to find people that do things better than I do. And then, and then trust that person to take responsibility for doing that thing really well. And yep. if you could build a team of people like that, filling out the gaps where you shouldn't be wasting your time, and then filling out the gaps where people do things better than you, the difficulty, I find, is finding the people. Literally. <laughs> Literally that. That is the biggest obstacle you'll ever find from trying to grow your business, is finding yeah. them people. We've got some good ones, but it takes it's taken a very long time. So this, is, this is where it comes to that analogy. Um, I was speaking to someone yesterday about, because they're about to hire um, another coach. Okay. And I said, you either hire a unicorn right now or you hire a horse. Yeah. Unicorn being multi, multi-level. You know, then people are like, oh, can you quickly do that? Yeah, I can do that. They have a good yeah. understanding. Or a horse is like where you hire them for one thing. They might be 80% there, but you train yeah. them up to become a stallion you whack a horn on a the head they become a unicorn right <laughs> but you know that they, they aren't the unicorn stage so like you either hire for example you know graphics and you just get a graphic designer or whatever or yeah. you hire someone that can do your captions your social like everything and that's the difference and we've yeah. we found that getting a couple of unicorns first has been pivotal for growing our business yeah because unicorns are the ones where you can rely on because sure. like what you'll probably find is if you hire too many just like, this is what I do. Mm. You end up having to really work with that person. Whereas you could work with one person who could then manage the other person, you know? And that's the, that's the drag you kind of get when you grow. I think that's the really hard part of it. And I think it's difficult if you're starting out in business and you're trying to scale very quickly. Yeah. So if you're a coach and you're doing six figures and you're like, right now I want to start increasing and you bring people on at that level, if you're looking to pay as little as possible, then the person you bring on, you'll likely spend more time now managing and looking after that person, wasting more of your time, which is money, than you would have saved if you just paid more money for the right person in the beginning. We um we spoke about this with uh, Lauren Tickner, actually, because we were trying to um, get a lot of our, our web work um, outsourced. And uh, right. she was just like, we've tried for like 12 months. It just doesn't work. She said, like, we've gone through about... 40 different you know like web developers and so we just decided to bring it you know back back here because i was just like it's just not worth it she said we've spent way more money way more time way more stress trying to find someone at like maybe half the price of what we could yeah but actually it's just it's not worked no that is a big has been a big lesson for me it took me so everyone i use is contracted but it took so of the like 15 years i've been doing this it's probably only the last three to five years I've had the team that I wanted. Yeah. Like the rest, the rest of that time was just turning through staff. Like, turn, like the turnover staff was just unbelievable. It's mad. It's such a waste of time. It, it, it's nothing worse than like pouring a lot of time into someone. That, and I, you know, we hired someone the other month and then for you know for sales, and 
first two weeks brilliant and then just like mm. just done all happened like you just couldn't explain it again we were just spending so much time and yeah. that it's just got to the point where it's like it, this just isn't worth it it really isn't yeah it's hard to make those decisions but yeah that's the stuff i think that when you're trying to grow your business that you could do with massive help from, from having like a mentor to help yeah. and guide you in those business things that because no one's taught you this up until yeah. that point no one's told you that this is the way you need to structure things. And so when someone comes into like the mentorship program, is that what sort of things do you cover with them to help people grow? To be honest, like with with the people that I, I work with, obviously I work with kind of people around that probably five, seven and a half, ten K plus bracket. So yeah. a lot of my stuff is like literally uh, kind of delegation management. Because again, yeah. right? This is where you know a lot of people go wrong is because they hire all of these people or they they look at someone doing 50k and they realize they've got a va and then they just go on upwork hire a va don't have any systems any training any management and they don't really know what they're doing you know or they're sat there doing all of these these captions and whereas actually they should be doing xyz but they're like what do i even do for example the other day i actually shared um our agency uh, copywriting system and a content system that is literally from videographer to editor to copywriter to QC to distributor all the way along like a conveyor belt. Yeah. And they were like, like blew their mind. But now they've got that implemented. All they do is literally film. And they were yeah. like, wow, we've saved like 15 hours a week. Yeah. It's just, by that just by having those systems. Like what are some of the, when people just first start out with you, what are some of the most, like the biggest difficulties people are facing? Like what could, we help people with right now or you could help you with right now they're watching this and they're they're trying to grow their business but maybe they're they're stuck i so this is a common thing that i find i find that yeah. lots of coaches do do a fair few things to grow for example someone goes to mentor a and gets you know seven things to do and they get to a certain stage and then they then go to mentor b and then they get from x to y again right but it gets to a point where they actually forget to keep doing what they've learned. For example, like you go to like you, you've got something ticking, you've got your content strategy in line, you've got X, Y, Z in line, you then go to something else, and ultimately the foot comes off the gas of these things. Mm. And then you do that, which gets you a little bit of growth. But actually, if you continuously just carry on doing exactly what's working, okay, and also refine it, for example, rather than thinking. Like, oh, this isn't working. I need a brand new strategy. How often do you actually look at it and go, that's why it's not working? Yeah. Like, for example, there's so many times, like, for example, oh, I'm not getting enough calls booked or I'm not getting enough conversations started. I'm like, right, send out, do a Loom video for 10 minutes and send me over every single DM that you've done. Mm. And I'll go, that's why, that's why, that's why, that's why, that's why. Yeah. Because again, that's a, that's a role and a task that coaches don't think they need to do because they're just a coach, right? Sure. But as a director and a business owner of your company, you need to be looking at your systems and processes and refining in any way possible. Because sometimes it's not about, oh, that's not working. What's next? What can I do next? It's like, no, why isn't it working? Try and fix it. How difficult is it to get someone who, all they've known is being a coach, right? They're growing their coaching business, but they haven't grown it through business acumen and understanding how to grow a business they've done it because they're really good at what they do and then they they love coaching so how hard is it to get that person 
to now shift gears and like transition into a business person? I think it depends on the coach. Like it depends who the person, like it's very dependent. Some people are really happy like to move into that role. Yeah. Some people don't even want that. Some people are literally happy with everything all over the place or yeah. whatever, but because they're a good coach, they'll always get a fair chunk of inquiries come through. People are like that. But if people want to, you know, really basically build a business and also build further businesses off of what they're currently doing, then that's when you need to have that talk to yourself and go, what do you really want? Do you want five houses next year? Do you want another company? Do you want more coaches? Once you've found that, that core of like where you want your business to go, I was having a chat with someone yesterday. He was like, I would actually rather probably scale back my clients by half and run the business with coaches. Brilliant. That's what we'll do. Mm. Why? What's the byproduct? Well, I want this. I want that. I want this. That's business growth. Whereas, like I said, some people are just, I I think some people fall into coaching. It's like, and it's an industry where you can very quickly go from like zero to five, 10 K. And ultimately that's ridiculously good for a lot of people. Right. So then they're just like, oh, happy days. I get to train for three hours a day. I get all my meals supplied by a sponsor. I earn really well. I can work from wherever I want. Life, life ticked off, you know? Yeah, for sure. And then, so it's just those coaches that want that next level that need to implement all the systems, have that in place, ready to then bring team members in so they can actually grow and scale what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, there's two ways to think about it. You can either implement systems and processes to like make your life easier. So if there is a coach who's getting 10 inquiries a week organically because they're such a good coach, then actually, right, what can we do to reduce your time, stress, X, Y, Z, right? Do that. But then if there's a coach that's like, right, I'm earning 10K, I want to get to 30, 40K. The only way they are literally going to grow is by removing themselves out of the business. Like I said to this, worked it out yesterday, I had a spreadsheet up. I literally worked out their capacity. Right. I was like, if you hit this number, you are, that ceiling that everyone hates is literally, it's like above your head. You can't go anywhere unless you start to think outside the box and you start to think, no, actually, I need to remove myself to push forward. And that's mm. what they did. And they were like, it was like a light bulb moment. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's the benefit of having a mentor, right? Someone that yeah. has been there, done it, and can help you do that. No, How because, do you... You know, I, I got there myself. And ultimately, at the time, I didn't actually have many, you know, I didn't really have anyone to guide me. But I mm. think where I'd had other businesses before, I did have that experience myself. Um, sure. But then obviously, yeah, as, as I grew my coaching, there were tasks and things I needed to do that, weren't in the other industries I was working in. So I needed to learn. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, you do you do get to a point where you just need to think, what do I want to get out of it? And and then you mould the business from there rather than just trying to wing it, basically. Is that what you've done as well in terms of like the other things you're involved in involved yeah. in and growing as an entrepreneur? So did you like after you've got your coaching celebrity did yeah. you then start mentoring with Elliot? How did you then decide you were going to go in and do like property or do other businesses? I, that's a really, really tough question. Twice, I, I've always had a goal yeah. that, like, I literally, by the time I'm 25, I just want to, like, yeah, I could wake up every single morning and, like, I'm covered for life. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. you've got X amount of money coming in that you don't actually have to do anything for. Sure. That's what I, that's what I want by, you know, by the time I'm 25. So if, if, if I do that, 
you know, I knew that property was one way to get there. Yeah. And also, again, I'm thinking long game. I've not only got that, but I'm thinking, what do I want to do when I'm 50? Yeah. That's a big thing to think about when you're not even 25. Yeah. And I, I, I worked out. I worked out what I needed to. I'm really, really, like, I'm not weird, but like, I'm, you know, I, I think me and you are similar where like we really like granular detail of everything. Yeah. And I, I mapped out like the, to the penny what I need to put away every single month, how many houses I need to buy per year, how much I need to hit revenue per month, everything. And I worked out what I need to get within the next year that if I literally just left it and mm-hmm. didn't look at it for the whole mortgage. Um, time which is 25 years i'd have a million sat in that account yeah literally and i was like that's my like that that's my excitement so how do you figure out these goals though do you start at the end goal and then work backwards and then create all your targets based on like reverse engineering it yeah I, I, I always reverse engineer. So, for example, I, I look at something, for example, like, you know, my goal when I'm 50 is to probably spend a lot of my time in Marbella because I love Marbella. Got a yeah. few few of my, my old clients, big business owners, literally live over Marbella all the time. Went out there yeah. in the summer with them and I was like, this is the life. <laughs> you know, I was like, this is what I want to do. And, then, um, and also they don't have any stress because they've got all of their investments and they're just living sure. to live, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and I basically, I was like, right, if I want to do that, what have I roughly got to have? Then what have I got to do now to make sure that I can make that happen? Yeah. And that, that's also quite, quite, um, level one, I say, because see it's 25 years. Yeah, for sure. Let's be honest. I probably won't even like acknowledge that, like, do you know what I mean? In 25 years, but it's going to be there. And it's just my little, that's my little why. I think like, that's my little why that everything I do, I'm like, that's gonna like that's gonna go into that because then that's gonna get that. Yeah. And so let's talk. Let's talk about your why. Like, what drives you? Why all of this anyway? Like, what's your your purpose and all of it? Like, other than having the financial reward at the end of it, why do you get out of bed and do this every day? Oh, everyone always says this. A, like, I think going from body transformations to business transformations is like the biggest satisfaction, you know, it's like the best thing ever, best feeling ever. But also, mate, I I just love it. Like, I just genuinely love it. Like, people say, like, I actually love it. Like, I would not change anything. Like, I just, it's it's my life now. Do you love the, do you get fulfillment out of the rewards that come along the way? Or do you get fulfillment out of the day-to-day, the actual doing it? The day to day, like you know, like I think the journey. I remember yeah. um, I was in Marbella, it was it June, and I had a really random call from Elliot. It was like three PM. I was like, You're right, he was like, I've just had a light bulb moment. He was like, I was like, What? He was like, We need to like like what are we doing right now? I was like, What? He's like, We've just done XYZ. He was like, This is so fun. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's <laughs> like, We need to like really take this in because like this is like the best thing ever. And probably yeah. in 20, 20 years' time when we're not doing all this day to day stuff. We're going to wish like, oh, I wish I enjoyed it more. Like all yeah. of this, like the late nights in the office, the early mornings, the stressful call, whatever, it's, it's fun. Yeah. And there's not, and when you say stressful call, right, do you mean stress in the way that I do? Because if, if Vicky ever says to me like, how's it going? I'm like, well, I'm a bit stressed. And I say that and people think of it as a negative thing, but it's like a good stress. It's like 
I'm like pumped and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm so excited to be doing it. Like, but I can't think of another word other than stress. So I say stress. Yeah, it's, it's just like prime example. Last night, um, there was an issue with one of our mentees landing pages. Don't know what they've done. So I literally had my girlfriend ring me on the phone. I think it was something like, are you going to go to the shop on the way home to, and I was just like, like one word answers, finishing this landing page, whacked it live. And yeah. everyone's just looking at me like, how do you do that? I'm just like trying to talk about life, sorting out landing page, make it go live as well as be like, yeah, I'll get the burgers on the way home. Like hang up, see in a bit. Yeah. But like, yeah, like, so some would say that stress, like multi things going on, but it's just like, it, 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 it's good stuff. Yeah, that's the fun. So what do you, well <laughs> do you ever have time off, time, do you ever disconnect, like chill out? I had this chat with someone the other day. My hmm. disconnect time is like a lot different to a lot of people. Like my disconnect time is maybe like just having a couple of hours to watch something or read something or like I don't really have off time. I just mm. actually make sure that, for example, like maybe a couple of evenings a week, I might go at seven instead of eight and I'll get an hour of a YouTube or something in. Or, for example, at the weekends, I must admit Sundays, I like to like do a bit of work in the morning and I like to have a bit of a relaxed day on a Sunday. Um, yeah. I do believe in recharging. Um, but I think, yeah, I'm not like a, I need a day off, I need to do this, I need to do that. I'm very much like... I'll have certain things in a day. For example, last week I was up in uh, London, Hardy Street, working with some of our doctors. And after, I actually went and sat in the the coffee hub at the Ritz. Don't know how I didn't get kicked out because I was literally like wearing like trackies <laughs> hoodies sort of thing. Um, I just like listened to a podcast, did a bit of wrapping up. I loved it, mate. I was like in my element. Yeah, that sounds awesome. It's funny, you're one of the very few people that I've spoken to that does, I do that as well. So for yeah. me, it's I find time within the day to just be kind of in my own little bubble away from things. So whether it's like walking the dogs or I go and do cryo, which is only four minutes, but for four minutes, I'm just almost like meditating. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like it's, and I just have these mini little breaks like throughout the day. If I actually go away somewhere, I find that it normally disrupts me and, and makes it more stressful. I found out the other day, like, so I went to Greece for a week in July and I realized that three days is my, my go-to. So for example, day four, I was starting to want to work. I was like, wanted to work. It wasn't like, I've got to work. I was like, I want to work. So yeah, I actually yeah. find that three day recharges are like my absolute sweet spot. Yeah, that's interesting. It's, I think it takes me, when I get somewhere, it takes me probably two or three days before I've accepted the fact that I'm not going to be working. Yeah. So I'm kind of like aggy about it for two or three yeah. days. <laughs> then, I'm, then I'm fine for a couple of days. And then by the time we get into like the end of seven days or something, I'm like itching to get home because yeah. I just want to do stuff. Yeah. And of course I come back and everything's fine, but whilst I'm yeah. away, I'm just like, <laughs> It literally is always like that as well. It's like, oh, nothing's happened today. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's just how we are. I don't think we'll ever be different. Really? No, I wouldn't have it any other way. No, I. <laughs> um, so I've got one last question for you. This, by the way, has been amazing. So much useful stuff that people could take away from it. Um, but the question is, if tomorrow you woke up and your Instagram is gone completely, um, you've got no social whatsoever, what would you do tomorrow to grow back like your business through social? 
Okay, so <laughs> I was going to say one of my first things, and I'm literally like an adamant about this. Like, I literally make sure, down to the degree that I've got an email list saved on literally a hard copy of an Excel exported. So I'm one of these ones that's like, I've got to, I've got to cheat around your question. <laughs> but that being no, said, if I had, yeah, yes, yes, okay, yeah. So if <laughs> I literally had, if my Instagram went down, it wouldn't matter to me because I've got loads of other profiles loads of other presents lead data everywhere yeah that wouldn't matter <laughs> that's like the perfect answer james <laughs> i think that's right. like you know like it's a little like side yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it's, i really want people to take away from this that as much as you think that instagram is never ever going to go away and that your social will always be there I know people with very big followings where they've lost everything and then they don't have an email list. They don't have a contact list. And so their 200, 300,000 followers are now nowhere to be seen. And overnight, they now don't get DMs. They don't get inquiries. And so for people that are in that situation, their business just struggles. Whereas if you do what you do, then you've got everything. Like the next day, you can just email everyone. Hey, I haven't gone anywhere. Like here's how to contact me, etc. Everyone... Everyone literally thinks Instagram is like, you have to have an Instagram to sell and have a business. It's yeah. like one small, well, it should be one small part of your overall lead flow. Yeah, for sure. Like, for example, the other, well, I think it's about a year ago now, or maybe eight months, when WhatsApp, Instagram, and was it Facebook went down for like 24 hours or something? Yeah. Who, who was winning? The email marketers, because <laughs> yeah. email never stopped. Yeah. Like it literally hard. It's very hard to break email. If mm. you didn't do that, you then got obviously in a in a lead list. You'd have all um, everyone's mobile numbers. You do yeah. an SMS campaign, for example. Yeah. Within two minutes of that announcement coming out, I had that Rudy. Is it Rudy Moore from America? Yeah. Realized that YouTube was still up, and he sent out an SMS and an email saying, "Guys." WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook's down. Watch this video. It's going to give you, you know, so much value. Like, clever. That That's playing the game. Yeah. That guy is on it. He's he's a machine. Actually, like, I, I thought I was a machine. He's like another level machine. Yeah. I went through and bought all of his stuff just to go through all of the funnels. Yeah. Just to, just to see all the upsells, downsells, like everything yeah. in place. It's hard. Some of his trying to get off some of his websites is hard sometimes. It's like it's like nine upsells. <laughs> you like trying to clear yeah, off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was just like that. <laughs> so are you sure you don't want to buy this for seven dollars now? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Though. I wrote, I, yeah, I wrote it all down. Like, um, every when I went through it, I think I recorded a loom as I did it. Wrote it all down. Oh, nice. Um, just to see what what he was doing, so that I could like pick it apart basically because he obviously very, does very clever i like to i like to try and figure out well like you i like to try and reverse engineer things engineer things so this podcast although it's for all the coaches it's a selfish endeavor as well because i want to understand like what how did you do the things you do and how did you get there um and it's super useful just learning from how you like your perspective on things and how you do stuff is um Amazing, mate. I really appreciate you taking the time to do it. No, mate, I appreciate I appreciate you, mate. You know, everything you've done for us and and you know, like I said, I've always believed in in you and Kahunas and everything. You know, I said I followed you for years before that anyway, but you know, what we've done for Kahunas, mate. So like comment earlier. I said anyone that misses the Kahunas boat is gonna be left yeah. behind forever. It's fact. I saw it. <laughs>
Thank you so much. Where can people find out more about you, James? So uh, follow me on Instagram, uh, James Vogel, V-O-G-L-E, for everyone that spells it wrong, E-L. Um, and basically, I'm on every platform there is. <laughs> so, and also, if you want to whack your email list, uh, email in, in my list as well, just in case the platforms go down, I can still follow you up. <laughs> awesome. And we'll put all those links in the video description as well. For Perfect. Um, thank you so much, mate. I really appreciate Pleasure. it. Cheers, Mark.